This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. King Slime is a production of iHeart Podcasts and Heirloom Media. All right. Very important for the county now. Session of the chief judge, you're going to be for a All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Please be seated. It's Tuesday, November 7th, Election Day. But instead of getting up early to vote for local school board candidates, our team has gotten all gussied up for court. Uh, good morning, Council Mr. Parties. We are on the record in the matter of the state of Georgia versus Khalid Adams et al. in 22 Things look a little different from when the YSL trial started 10 months ago. For one thing, even though the trial is still called Georgia versus Khalif Adams, Khalif Adams, who was listed first alphabetically, is no longer a co-defendant. His case was severed from the RICO trial after prosecutors filed a motion claiming his lawyer could no longer represent him because of her impending parental leave. In other words, they found out she was pregnant. Same thing happened with Tinquarius Mender. Other YSL co-defendants have pleaded guilty in exchange for reduced sentences. And still others were severed because of alleged misconduct in jail, and in one case, untreated mental illness. Of the 28 defendants who were once crammed into the wood-paneled walls of this courtroom with their legal teams, just six remain. 
Mr. Stilwell, Mr. Sharp, good morning. Shannon Stilwell. Mr. Williams and Mr. Steele. Jeffrey Williams, a.k.a. Young Thug. Diamante Kendrick, a.k.a. Yak Gotti. Marquavius Huey. Marvius Nichols. And Rodalius Little Rod Ryan. The proceedings have run nonstop since January, but it's been a minute since we've been in the courtroom. Because a while back, we were kicked out. Despite having a valid Rule 22, a document signed by the judge that grants us permission to sit in the courtroom and cover the trial, we have been barred from entering. So we've sued to fight our way back in. Okay, the next matter the court will take up, um, I have scheduled the media non-party motion for access to polling proceedings. So um, on behalf of uh, George Chidey, Tommy Andrews, Christina Lee, and Sylvia, I'm George Cheedy. And I'm Christina Lee. And this is King Slime. The prosecution of Young Thug and YSL. County Courthouse in downtown Atlanta feels like the center of the RICO universe right now. It was a busy day at the Fulton County Courthouse as dozens of activists faced a judge for the first time. The day before a hearing, across the building in courtroom 4E, 61 defendants were formally charged with domestic terrorism for their efforts to stop the construction of a $90 million police training facility in Atlanta that protesters call Cop City, kicking off the largest trial against environmental protesters in American history. I believe in and I value election integrity. One week earlier, Jenna Ellis became the fourth defendant to plead guilty in the RICO trial against former President Donald Trump and 18 others accused of interfering with the 2020 presidential election. Ellis pleaded guilty to one count of aiding and abetting false statements in writing. She was sentenced to probation, has to pay restitution, and perform community service. And the RICO trial against Rayshawn Bennett a.k.a. the rapper YFN Lucci, along with 11 other co-defendants, was supposed to start earlier this year, but has been delayed. Bennett's attorney says after more than two years in custody, they are still waiting for a potential trial date. Because of all of this, while we're sitting in the courtroom on November 7th, and screams and commotion suddenly send sheriffs running for the halls. And the prosecutors are whisked away to a protective area. We aren't sure what to expect. Five, just remain in place, Mr. Trump. Don't go Please be seated. I chase the sheriff's deputies out of the courtroom and into the hall when the commotion begins. Turns out two people are in a fight on the elevator. I see one being pinned to the ground and cuffed for a scuffle, apparently unrelated to any of these cases. But the wave of panic that silences the courtroom is proof that this building is a powder keg that could explode with the smallest spark. All right, now, let's try this again. You want to go in the please? Ultimately, our lawyer is able to successfully argue our readmittance into court. And just in time, too. After 10 months, a jury of 12 has been selected. It consists of seven black women, 
two black men, two white women, and one white man. I said this to you when you all came in months and months ago. Thank you for your patience and your continued patience that you have otherwise given us. An additional three black women, one black man, and two white men are alternates. The same week of our hearing, Judge Glanville ruled that lyrics can be used in the trial. And the basis for prosecutors' argument should sound familiar. In a motion filed the week before, the DA's office wrote, According to the defense's argument, had the Turner Diaries been read with background music, it could not have been introduced against Timothy McVeigh. Fonnie Willis made that same case to us months prior. What I tell you is, if you wrote a manifesto and then did those acts, that's good evidence. There's no different because you put a beat behind it. We mentioned at the top of the show that the number of YSL defendants have been whittled down to six. As Christopher Sperry from the DA's office told us, this whittling down has all been part of the prosecution's plan. When I'm looking also at deals, one of the things is not necessarily always who pulled the trigger. What is the culpability and the age of the defendants, and who can I remove from this equation? And this does not happen. So, are these the six defendants who cannot be removed from the equation? It's sort of hard to say. But in this episode, we are going to focus on one of the first and definitely most famous defendant to cut a deal and plead guilty in exchange for no jail time. Sergio Kitchens, also known as Gunna. In December 2022, just hours after Gunna negotiated a plea deal that led to his release from Fulton County Jail, a video of exactly how that negotiation went down leaked on social media. I became affiliated with YSL around 2016. Is that true as it pertains to you, Mr. Kitchens? Yes, ma'am. YSL is a music label and a game, and you have personal knowledge that members or associates of YSL have committed crimes in furtherance of the game. That video quickly sparked fraught discussions over whether that Alfred plea was an act of betrayal, where Gunna snitched on his biggest connections to the music industry. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly furthered YSL the game to the detriment of my community. YSL as a game must end. Is that your statement or acknowledgement? Yes. Gunna's acceptance in hip-hop was put to question by some of his own industry peers, including Chicago rapper and past collaborator Lil Durk. If you a rat, you a rat. I looked into the camera and I told you, if you a rat, I fucking hate you. I love to. What's life been like for the second most famous rapper in the YSL crew since he walked out of Ray Street? In order to understand the answer to that question, you gotta start at the beginning. In August 2018, an editor from hip-hop magazine XXL reaches out, asking if I will write a profile on Gunna. Music journalists were curious to learn more about this rap newcomer, who many first heard on the song Floyd Mayweather from Young Thug's 2016 album, Jeffrey. All of a sudden, Thug sounded kind of weird. 
And then I came to figure out that there was a feature on it. It wasn't Thug, it was Gunna. That's Atlanta-based music journalist Joshua Robinson. I met him through our mutual friend Yo, co-founder of documentary studio Rap Portraits. I thought the name was kind of silly. And I also feel like his rap style was Thug Light. I got the real thug. And he wasn't as, like, eclectic as thug to me. Like, he wasn't doing the same kind of runs, and he wasn't necessarily as experimental. Journalists like Yo and Joshua would argue that the biggest testament to Young Thug's growing influence on rap was Gunna himself. So a lot of the, like, young young artists who had, like, huge success, I would say, in the late 2010s, like, right on the cusp of 2020, I, was, I would argue that they're all, like, Young Thug's kids. From, like, vocal inflections, like, from even the howling and just the crazy stuff that Young Thug would do with his voice, like, you could see that kind of emulated. Everyone kind of bit little pieces of it. The comparison makes sense. They're both byproducts of Atlanta's Southside, and they shared a mentor in Keith Troop, who Gunna told me was an uncle-like figure in the community. Thug and Gunna met during the making of a music video released in 2016 for a song that Young Thug made in Troop's honor. Looking at the music video now, you'd think that Young Thug and Gunna were old friends. In the first scene featuring the two of them, they look at each other knowingly before they hit the dab, a popular Atlanta-made dance move at the time. A couple months after the King Troop video drops, Young Thug would release Jeffrey. And that fall of 2016, Gunna releases his first mixtape as a YSL Records artist called Drip Season. There's maybe a handful of times on that project where Gunna speaks to life on the streets. The most overt reference is in the intro song, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. A verse like that sticks out today because some of Gunna's peers accuse him of turning into a snitch during the YSL trial. With Gunna, I don't know too much of his personal background story. Albany Beza is a hairstylist in Columbia, Missouri. But to me, it seemed like his early music, he was kind of telling the story of like where he's came from and how a lot of that still kind of shows up. And even though he's tra- like now he's, he's famous, people know him, he has money, like a lot of his life circumstances have changed. But I think that he still kind of was like partaking in things that he was doing before he had the fame and the money and all of that. And like how it, I don't know. I don't know if he ever really transitioned out of it. If there's a song off drip season that epitomizes how Gunna's music would go mainstream, it's caught me a foreign. Once again, he features young thug, which is a flex in a music genre where high profile features are major currency. But he also speaks directly to his biggest interest as a rap artist, which isn't necessarily the hardship and hustle that drives a lot of hip-hop songs, but the rewards of such hard work. So like in sold-out dates and ready, like he's talking about a lot about like the fame that he's had. But those two first came to my mind of like some of his older music where he was just talking about like the new lifestyle changes that he has. Just like the fame and the money and all of that that he came into now that he's an artist. Gun is cool. I'll give it that. Like as far as doubling down on a lifestyle rap that I think is accessible, he made Thug style way more accessible to ears that thought Thug was a little bit more of a train wreck. Gun is kind of like a Maybach. 
Like, he want to be like a foreign car for real. He want to have like the foreign drip. There's no good way for me to explain what drip means in this hip hop context without sounding like I'm approaching my 40s. So I'm going to quote Gunna. He defined drip to Billboard magazine as essentially the designer clothes he wears. How he, quote, might wear a $10,000 outfit on a weekend. At the time, Gunna was helping repopularize drip as hip hop slang. If Young Thug concerned himself most with testing the limits of his elastic rap voice and being the driving artistic force behind Young Stoner Life Records. With Young Thug, I hear him a lot in features and I just can't understand him. Like, I feel like he doesn't articulate and there's no, like, um, charisma to his voice. Then Gunna seemed to thrive most off being a trendsetter, showing how the label could become a mainstream phenomenon. Gunna's voice is just like, I don't know, it's just attractive to me. Like, when he's rapping, it doesn't even matter what he's, like, saying. It's like, I get in tune to his music because of his voice and the way that he, like, can kind of go back and forth between R&B and hip-hop. At the top of 2022, Gunna had yet another hit on his hands, Push and Pee. To rock along with the song is to pretend that you're in the know with Gunna, Future, and Young Thug on what that means. Which is what brands like IHOP did when they sent out branded tweets like, we're always pushing pancakes. It was news to some, myself included, that the P stood for positivity. As Young Thug's lawyer, Brian Steele, argued during opening statements in November 2023. And what you'll learn is that Jeff just released with Sergio Kitchens Form known as Gunna, a song that is wildly popular. It's around the globe. It's called Pushing P. And it's positivity. It means any circumstance you're in, if you think positively about something, you can make it through. You're pushing positivity. You're pushing P. The Washington Post described this desperation to be as hip as Gunna like this. Quote, you could feel the song becoming uncool on your skin. Jordan Rose, a journalist for Complex Media, attributes all this to how mainstream Atlanta rap, with Gunna being a major poster child, had become. The Atlanta rap scene is the most dominant rap scene in the space right now. So I think the Gunna fan is similar to an Offsets fan, is similar to, you know, obviously a, a thug, a young thug fan, a future fan. I think kind of interacting in this first Atlanta space of that kind of trap sound that they all operate in. So people who are trap-leaning, I think, lean towards being fans of Gunna. Also, I think Gunna has really uh, overtaken the youth. So I think, you know, fans of Kai Sinat and fans of Twitch streaming and fans of, you know, that space in the culture as well often are also... Gunna fans. I think Pusha P is a perfect example. Like, the phrase became even larger than the song Pusha P on the album. You know what I mean? You could probably not even know that that's a song if you just were on the Twitch space or the social media space. And I think that's, like, a great example of how the influence has spread beyond even the music. Nearly one year after the song took off, when news of Gunna's alpha plea began circulating, its title became a running joke. That fool is pushing please. If you're on Twitter, you kind of notice the first shifts of free thug, free gonna, that first initial run of, hey, I want to see the whole collective free. It was like the last camaraderie I've seen on Twitter 
but we all felt like YSL was like our family. We all wanted YSL out as a collective. And Gunna gets out with that video, pretty much saying, you know, YSL's a gang and how it needs to be disbanded. Oh, that was rough. That was a rough day on Twitter. That was a rough day. It was a rough day on what Twitter. What were people saying? The, uh, the yes ma'am was the yes ma'am the thing. Like, oh my God. It looked like betrayal. It looked like uh, Julius Caesar getting stabbed by Brutus. It did feel like the eyes of March. <laughs> like our version, the eyes of March. <laughs> Shakespeare could not have written a more tragic story than Gunner's video. Gunna's lawyer, Steve Sadow, tried his best to anticipate all this when he sent journalists a statement announcing the Alford plea. He stressed that nothing Gunna said during negotiations could be used against anyone else in court. But this was no match for public opinion. You don't need to go to like law school to tweet about people in jail. You can just tweet, I'm sorry, but as Twitter, you don't know sometimes like who actually knows what they're talking about versus someone who is just talking. And sometimes the person just talking got more followers, got a louder voice, got a better way of tweeting. Like there's a savvy to how you can pitch something together on Twitter for it to go viral. And I feel like the viral tweets about Gunna all had rats and a lot of rat emojis. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's September 9th, 2023. Jordan Rose is heading to Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. He's got a ticket to Gunna's first headlining concert in two years. But he tells himself to manage his expectations for the show that night. Jordan is curious to see how Gunna will perform. He's even more interested in how the crowd at Barclays will receive him. I tried to come in with as low as expectations as possible just because I didn't know what the performance would be like in a general sense. And then you obviously add on all of these different, you know, new obstacles that he, he would be facing. I thought it was interesting that he chose his first show to come back to be in New York. As a staff writer at Complex, Jordan has a broad sense of how the YSL trial has played out. I'm trying to stay as informed as possible in terms of everything that's happening. He was paying attention when Gunna was charged with conspiring to violate RICO in part of the initial 56-count YSL indictment. And he saw him walk out of Rice Street. Not to news cameras in a press conference, as Gucci Mane did when he himself was released from the same Fulton County jail back in 2009. I can't wait to show the world why I feel that now that I'm free, ironically, I'm the most wanted man in Georgia. Not to a private jet, like the one that New York rapper Bobby Schmurter rode in with another Atlanta artist, Quavo, to celebrate his release. But to accusations that he betrayed a street code of conduct. Tweets with rat emojis circulated. And then there were the social media stunts. In one video, you see a bystander tossing wrapped slices of cheese at a black and white Mercedes Maybach GLS. Leaving cheese for the rat. The video claims that this was the same SUV that drove Gunna away from Fulton County Jail in December 2022. In another video, a club goer shows a nightclub that's playing one of Gunna's feature verses. The man shooting the video loudly claims the club came to a standstill once Gunna's voice began blaring through the speakers. Then there were the critics on podcasts and radio shows. You're not pleading guilty to a RICO, right? You're not pleading guilty and they're freeing you. That's a fact. This also wasn't the first time that hip-hop accused one of its biggest players of being a snitch, not even over the past few years. In 2018, rapper Takashi 69 was arrested on racketeering, weapons, and drug charges. Prosecutors accused him of being affiliated with nine Trey Gangsta Bloods. He could have been sent to prison for life. Instead, he struck a deal with prosecutors to become their star witness. I remember joking with friends that he should have been called Takashi Snitch 9. What he had done just felt that blatant. Once Gunna took the Alfred plea, though, 6ix9ine visited hip-hop commentator DJ Academics and seemed more than eager to deflect those accusations of being a snitch on someone else. Nowhere, no how in the transcript, the sonographer typing it up, did they say, yes, and we are a gang. They, de- they denied that, denied, 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 denied. So Sergio Fatass Kitchens went in that courtroom and admitted, Damn. nah, I'm dead ass. But Joshua Robinson, the journalist from Atlanta, remembers how that charge was led by people who were actually close to Young Thug. You have YSL affiliates like Lil Got It 
who's not even really a part of YSL, but he's like kind of leading the charge that Gunna is in fact a snitch. Lil Gata is an artist signed to Alamo Records, a Sony music imprint. But he at one point lived off Cleveland Avenue. And in the beginning of his career, he benefited from co-signs by Young Thug and yes, Gunna. When Gunna left Fulton County Jail, Lil Gotit charged him on Instagram with betraying, quote-unquote, family. So when Gunna gets out, there's, like, either no, like, fanfare or, like, sly remarks here and there on his story. I think Lil Gotit was really big on his story at the time, if I remember correctly, because I was reporting on this. I had new hip-hop, like, every day. So, like, I think that he was, like, doing little shady stuff. And then when Oomfunk got out, he's all buddy-buddy with Oomfunk, and I think they're stolen shots at Gunna through Instagram as well. On Funk is Young Thug's older brother, Quantavius Greer. He's another defendant in the YSL trial who took an Alfred plea just days after Gunna did the same. It's very, very much so just, just petty, petty like you a snitch, you a rat type stuff. What didn't help matters was the apparent disconnect between Young Thug and Gunna themselves. Here's Yo. At the time, Thug was still using Twitter right before Gunna got out. I don't know if people remember, but Thug was kind of active on Twitter. And not actively saying anything about the case or anything, but just kind of like tweets here and there. I have to mention the most bizarre example. One year after he was arrested in Buckhead, Young Thug tweeted at Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps, asking whether he could, quote, swim 100 miles from the middle of the ocean back to shore. Back to what Yo was saying. He was casually tweeting. And when Gunn got out, his tweet stopped. I came to a halt. Like, Thug never, ever kind of came out and said anything about Gunner's situation, if he approved or disapproved. So Thug's quietness just made the issue louder. For two consecutive weeks in June 2023, the two biggest artists of Young Stoner Life Records released their first new album since being arrested. Gunner's was called A Gift and a Curse. The album featured a lead single where he accused DA Fonnie Willis of doing some quote-unquote sneaky shit. Then Young Thug released Business is Business. The cover art features him sitting in a courtroom, turning around to face the camera. Young Thug, Gunna's biggest champion leading up to the YSL indictment. His mentor, who had been featured on almost every Gunna album since the two met in 2016, doesn't appear at all on Gunna's homecoming album. And while Young Thug managed to wrangle high-profile features like Drake, Future, Travis Scott, and Nicki Minaj, Gunna was nowhere to be found on Business is Business. The day that Gunna dropped, it could have been way cooler. He could have said Business is Business, and then he could have dropped a deluxe version of Gunna's album with Thug on it. And that would have been a completely different, that, that would have changed everything if that was the case. But he goes and drops his project with no Gunna feature on it and a whole bunch of in, hot, big industry people. The stack track list seemed to signify the industry support behind Young Thug. As for a gift and a curse, Gunna sounds isolated from Raps Into Circle. A stark contrast compared to how his last album, DS Forever, was his most star-studded yet. J. Cole started to kind of become a meme for having no features on his album, right? But that was an anomaly, you know, like, oh, J. Cole and Double Platinum with no features. But he's the only artist really doing no features. Most 
big name artists, part of it is having associations. Part of the reason why people go stream certain albums is I want to hear this rapper paired with this rapper. It's a big party. Like it's kind of like a wrestling match. You don't fight yourself. You and there's The Rock versus Goldberg. People are tuning in for the spectacle. And I feel like features gave rap a spectacle that you don't see in other genres. Other rock bands don't really cross collaborate like that. But in hip hop, you can take a future and you pair them with a Drake and you can have a diamond record because you put these two rappers together on a record that just sounds amazing. Like you got so used to seeing Gunna in collaboration, did a whole table little baby. He's not an artist that seems selfish about, I only make music for me by me. It always felt like he was a part of a, a larger conglomerate of collaborators. And this was the first time where there's no collaboration. So it was a big, it was a bit of a shock. And you couldn't read it at first as if, did you make this album by yourself because you wanted to or because no one picked up the phone? You know, you couldn't tell. A Gift and a Curse only features one of Gunna's go-to producers, Turbo. He's been loyal to Gunna, at the very least, since I interviewed both of them for XXL back in 2018. But it was still striking to hear how even producers appear to have distanced themselves from perhaps the biggest name on their resumes. Six months prior to those release weeks, a Rolling Stone headline read, The court screwed Gunna. Now he's being shunned by his peers. Upon first impression, a gift and a curse seemed to confirm this. But when the album comes out, it debuts as the third best-selling in the country, higher than Midnight's by Taylor Swift that week. Gunna's album has since spent twice as many weeks on the Billboard album chart as Young Thug's. And although Young Thug's album originally unseated Gunna's from the top spot on the R&B and hip-hop albums chart, Business is Business charted for only six weeks. A gift and a curse charted for 20 the music was so strong by itself, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't feel like gonna need y'all, y'all might need gonna. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Arriving at the show at Barclays Center in Brooklyn that Saturday night, Jordan Rose notices something immediately. I drove, I had to find parking. I found parking way down the street because it was, this is when I first realized, oh, like this is going to be crazy because I'm driving up and I'm hearing Gunna being played in the streets of Brooklyn. And I find parking a few streets down from Barclays. And so when I'm, I'm walking, I see just, it's like a ridiculous line just to, just to get into the building to check in. Jordan gets in, takes a seat, and watches the 19,000 others fill up quickly. The show is sold out. He begins talking to people sitting around him. The first guy says, I'm from um, Baltimore. He was like, this is my first time at Barclays Center. I was like, wow, that's crazy. What he quickly realizes is that these aren't all NYC fans. I came up to someone else and they were from Virginia. That theme persisted throughout the night. Gunna had only two shows scheduled in the US, one in Los Angeles and one in New York. So I feel like a lot of people on the East Coast weren't going to make it to the L.A. show. So it was like you had to really get here because it was the only chance to see him, especially because it was the first time back. How has Gunna been able to outsell Young Thug this year? You could chalk up that initial chart performance to overall curiosity, if not anticipation of what he'd have to say after being jailed since May 2022. Press play, and the music feels weighed down by this palpable sense of obligation to acknowledge that, at the very least, this is a challenging time for YSL. The album's lead single is Bread and Butter, which calls out the DA's office and openly acknowledges the scorn he's received since leaving Fulton County Jail. Never get no statement, no agree to take no stand on them. Oh, whatever you niggas on it, trust me, I'ma stand on it. Lawyers in the DA did some sneaky shit, I fell for it. Here's Yo. I wouldn't even say you played it safe, you played it smart. Mm. He didn't he didn't feed into it too much. I feel like there's things that he referenced on the album, like I think Bread and Butter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where he kinda like alludes to some people like it's like changing sides and not necessarily like being on his side, but 
he doesn't really call nobody out by name. He doesn't pick fights. You know, he sort of just expresses how he feels from his end. I think Gunner sounds disappointed, largely, at people thinking that he would do something to Thug to betray Thug or betray the people he came up with. And I think he also expresses how hard it was to kind of just be sitting down for so long. He's lost a year of his life. That's a hard thing to do for anybody, for any reason. But bread and butter isn't the reason why Gunna has been dominating the Billboard charts in the year of hip-hop's 50th anniversary. It's only a part of Gunna's continued success in a year where rap's share in total music revenue has been dwindling. The real reason is a single that came after bread and butter, a lifestyle anthem called Fuck You Mean. Here's Joshua Robinson. I was talking to my uh, little bro who I was just talking about, who's like younger than me. When it um, came out that Gunna was released and he took the plea, plea deal, man, he was he was heartbroken. He was like, oh man, he's a rat, he a snitch, all that. When I tell you, he bumps, he bumps this way more than I do. Like, And I was just talking to him yesterday, but I was like, why do you listen to it? And he was like, he slid. And it's like, it's just that simple to him. And he was saying that you can't ignore the talent. And I was like, but isn't he a rat? He's like, oh yeah, he's definitely a rat. He's definitely a rat. But like, for him, I think he said that more. It's not a, it's not a moral issue for him to listen to the music, so he doesn't feel like he's betraying those like snitching like standards by listening to the music. It'd be different if he was like I guess rocking with him personally, but yeah, it's it's complex. I guess people are just deciding to ignore it a little bit for their musical enjoyment. I guess. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and you said he was three years younger than you. So yeah. how old are you? So I'm 25. He's 22. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, he's outside for real, for real and way more outside than me. And, um, yeah, he, I'm telling you when Fuck You Mean came out, like that was, that was his shit. Like yeah. He, it's crazy. It's the whole mixtape. He still listens to it to this day too. Cause it's like, how many months is it now? Has it been? It came out in the summer. Yeah. That's nothing holds his attention that long. So. Fuck You Mean has been so successful that it topped the U.S. Spotify charts and remained a mainstay on the platform's major playlists, even months later. It's also become Gunna's first solo single to top several Billboard charts. No features, no problem. Billboard reported that the song first took off on streaming before radio inevitably caught on. It doesn't remark on how unlikely the song's rise to platinum sales has been to become rap song of the summer all just a few months after the snitching conversation bubbled up and many months before the YSL trial will be over. So maybe those snitching conversations were besides the point in at least this day and age. Rap has long been associated with gritty realism, but that's far from the appeal of all rap artists. There's this question about whether even street cred was even the larger point of Gunna's appeal. That was something that I've always been thinking about. It was like, did we look to Gunna for stuff like this? Or, you know, to like abide by this quote unquote code, right? Yeah. I think Gunna's music up in that point was like clothes and drugs. Like, <laughs> I think he was very vibey. You know, I don't think, unless I'm just having like a, a blank in my mind, I don't remember necessarily hearing like overtly, overly street things. And like Drake talks about street things. So like if Drake can talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like a a base layer that some artists may do, but like I don't think anyone thought that Gunna was that guy in the streets, like ever. Jay-Z said it best when he was uh, dissing Nas on um, TakeOver. And he was like, you're rapping about things that are happening around you that you're not actually doing. And I think that's what a lot of rappers pull from. 
to relate to more people. Like, I mean, Drake on his new album has a song where he's like, you shot him in daylight. And like, we know he's not talking about himself. Like, Drake's not shooting anyone in daylight. And I mean, he may not even be talking about an actual person, but it's like that connection there. But it's like, we don't take it seriously. And I feel like it was the same way with Gunna. Like, I don't think anyone would have expected Gunna to be a street guy. That is, says Jordan Rose, until Gunna's listening audience was told to hold him up to that expectation. In terms of like his widening fan base, people only cared about what what they were suggested to care about. As hip-hop has grown into this space and Gunna's fans intersect with, like Twitch streaming fans, intersect with general cool kids slang fans, I think if you heard from one of your favorite streamers that Gunna's a snitch, you're going to think he's a snitch. Even if you don't fully understand what that means or the street politics that are behind that label. But then you have a whole other group of rap fans who are like, yo, don't like this guy because he's a rat and rats are bad. And they don't really know the full context behind that, but they're told by somebody that they like and follow believes that, so they believe that as well. With hip-hop still being a commercial force, on TikTok especially, Yo says Gunna's lifestyle raps can serve as his aspirational soundtrack for all walks of life. Twitter is a space where you want to be your most authentic self. Like, authenticity has value there. And also, there's credos and rules that people might want to, like, establish that means you're authentic, right? Or you're really about what you say. You really stand on business in this kind of way. On TikTok, man, people want to make cute videos. <laughs> people want to laugh. People want to, like, enjoy a, a, a sound, right? They might not even associate this clip with a gunner or with the rapper. You know, they might not associate this with a person's life and lifestyle on Twitter. It's like if you post gunner, you condone everything gunner has done. On TikTok, it's like you can associate with 40-second clip and move on to the next thing. On TikTok, Fuck You Mean has become the unofficial soundtrack for white kids feeling themselves on camera and doing Romanian deadlifts at the gym. I never thought Gunna was gym rap music. I never <laughs> thought he was for the folks in the gym, you know, where the only drip is sweat. Like, I never thought, <laughs> never thought that's what you play, Gunna. But most notably, the song also sounds like the before times. A time when whatever Gutta was doing was always trending. More specifically, a time before the YSL trial. If you only lived on the internet, the successful year that Gunna has had would sound impossible. The rap fans who endorse street codes that they've never had to live by crucified him for taking a plea deal, and the rappers who may have made the same decision in his position turned their backs on him. Even though it looked like the rap world betrayed Gunna, his talent and loyal fan base proved that hip-hop is so much bigger than the narratives on Twitter. People lie, the internet lies, but the music sure doesn't. That's what Jordan Rose wrote to conclude his review of Gunna's first concert in two years for Complex. He remembers the moment those thoughts first came to mind. We ran through all of his, like, you know, biggest songs from all of his old albums. Um, he had a Young Thug segment where he did all his songs with Thug. At one point, the screens to Gunna's left and right read Free Jeffrey in all caps. But it wasn't until he got into Gift and a Curse, which I think, you know, is a much more emotional album. He like really responds to or talks about what his experience has been like since he's been released and all of like the emotional trials and tribulations he's been through. And 
I was just seeing, you know, the audience, especially like in the GA section, like the standing GA in front of the of the stage, knowing every single word, even to the songs that on the new album that aren't popular. One song that has yet to be released as a single, and who knows if it ever will be, is the album's last track, All Right. It's where Gunna tries his best to feel hopeful about the future. Though, as he admits, it feels challenging. Y'all talk to my dog, just tell him I miss him. Wonder why this pain ain't killing my rhythm. She was just not evident. I didn't use the common sense. Lost away anonymous, she eat me up on hella sick. This is about as confessional as Gunna has ever been in his career. Jordan says that the crowd at Barclay Center was ready to receive him at his most vulnerable. It was like a cathartic experience. It felt like a cathartic performance for him. But then to see that that cathartic performance be matched by a crowd rapping every word to this song about you talking about people not messing with you anymore because they think you're a rat and people thinking you turned your back on your best friend without knowing the full context of the situation. To have fans who might have been included in that group that he's rapping about earlier in the year to still be so loyal to him to like know these words so well you know people realize that they care about the music more than they do these street politics that they don't actually live by but they want to kind of act like they do for the timeline that was really the moment that solidified for me that the music can really overpower any of the narratives that Twitter may have since its release from Fulton County Jail Gunna has been spotted in Beverly Hills more than Atlanta. From damn near the beginning of his music catalog, he's long fantasized about hanging out on the West Coast. Here's another snippet from Caught Me at Foreign, his 2016 track featuring Young Thug. Years later, in A Gift and a Curse, Beverly Hills is where Gunna sounds the most free. My personal favorite moment is that transition from Fuck You Mean to another song called Rodeo Drive. I've run both songs back to back for those few seconds alone, especially while driving around in Atlanta. And I imagine this would have been my favorite moment to see live at Barclays. In the context of the album, the beat switch feels like a flash forward to a time when the YSL trial is some distant memory. When Gunna performs this at Barclays, he wears a custom winged and feathered top with matching woolly trousers. As fucking Me winds down though, Gunna removes his top, revealing his bare chest underneath. On cue with the beat switch, there are pyrotechnics. The crowd moshes in sync, phones recording, and Gunna starts skipping. He's light on his feet. In his concert review, Jordan Rose was impressed by Gunna's return to the stage, most notably because of where it took place. To come out on the other side and have such a successful show in New York, not even Atlanta, I think that was also the biggest thing. Like, it not even being in his home state, it could have very easily just been a dud. I think all just plays into how Gunna's ability and his talent overshadows what people think they should think about him. But we couldn't help but wonder whether a show like this was possible in Atlanta. 
My journalist colleagues here say it would have likely been too risky. They said a DJ played a song in the club that was a gunner record and no one, everyone stopped dancing. I don't know if that was true or not. You know how you can make things look. But there was always this feeling that Atlanta had yet to re-embrace Gunna completely. And again, like I don't know. I feel like when I'm out, I haven't felt his presence in the same way that I feel his presence online, you know, through the influencers on TikTok or his influence in like conversations like this where we're kind of trying to understand where he stands now. And I think that that is still, it still weighs on what he's able to do. It's not, he's not out of the clear in that sense yet, and especially here. So I think that there's something that Atlanta is still kind of processing. Even if he thinks it's cool, there's enough debate growing around on if he's a snitch or not. Like, no rapper is safe. I don't think any artist should willingly put themselves in danger like that because it doesn't even have to be someone from YSL or someone who's affiliated with YSL. It could be someone who just feels like they got something to prove or want to go viral and now R.I.P. Gunna, you know? The other thing I think about, too, is, you know, he got probation, which sounds to people like nothing. But probation is actually a big deal when you're, especially when your entire social network is indicted with RICO charges. I mean, you cannot associate with a convicted felon if you're on probation, for example. That's King Slime producer Tommy Andres. Like, that's a big deal for some of these guys, right? Like, you, you almost have to get away in order to not, like, run the risk of violating your probation in some way. That may be why we haven't heard Young Thug say anything about Gunna as well, because I know that, like you said, that in the in the plea, he's not allowed to even contact Thug. So I don't know what that looks like. But on the same hand, he's saying he's having banners that say "Free Thug" at his sold out concerts. So I don't. It's it's weird. I don't know how they're allowed to tiptoe around these things. But speaking of probation, Umfunk got arrested again because he violated his probation after taking that Alfred plea. So. After Young Thug's older brother, Unfunk, violated the terms of his probation in summer 2023, he was sentenced to nine and a half years in prison. So, it's real. They will take you back. <laughs> and with that sort of threat looming large, Joshua could see why Gunna's first concert in two years wasn't a proper homecoming. I've been having a hard time saying that Atlanta's the capital of hip-hop still. Like, I think undisputed. Like, it... Probably since 2014, it was Atlanta, no doubt. No one sustained it as long as Atlanta has, and even how it's become a hub for people to move here to make it in music. Like, you got people like Yeet and Jack Harlow making it off of the connections that they made in Atlanta. What happens when all these major players are gone, and what happens when Future is just like, you know what, I'm going to do a Drake, I'm going to bow out for a little bit. I'm going to disappear, I'm going to let y'all handle it. I don't know if the infrastructure is strong enough here for that to continue without the people like Thug and Gunna. Like I said, Gunna moves away and doesn't ever come back to Atlanta. Maybe he stays on Rodeo Drive, you know? Maybe he's just constantly in L.A. I wonder what that looks like. I could see this being the shift to somewhere else. And that may be a good thing for the genre. It may be time for, like, new sounds, new ideas. It could be a beautiful thing, but right now it's kind of, like, bittersweet. King Slime is a production of iHeart Podcasts and Heirloom Media. It's written and produced by George Chidi, Christina Lee, and Tommy Andres. Mixing, sound design, and original music by Evan Tyre and Taylor Chacoin. The executive producer and editor is Tommy Andres. Our theme music is by Dundeal. 
Special thanks to Tyler Clegg. And to the Atlanta news outlets 11 Alive, WSB-TV, Atlanta News First, and Fox 5. For more shows from iHeart Podcasts, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.